What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Keith Logan, and welcome to the Host of Men podcast. This is our very first video podcast. If you listen on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anything like that, make sure you finish listening there first, and then go back to YouTube and check us out on YouTube as well, and go ahead and check us out. But I'm at, go ahead and follow me at klogan underscore 70 on all social media platforms. Um, today, I got my guys, of course. We got Mitch joining us remotely. What's good with you, Mitch? Yeah, I'm over here in Iraq, but follow me at Coach Mitchell1914 <laughs> on Instagram. And also, I got my guy JLP. You already know what it is. It's your favorite podcast member, JLP. Y'all go ahead and give me a follow on IG at JLP underscore 63. Let's get it. And of course, I got Dr. B. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dr. B, aka Raspy B, because I got the Raspy <laughs> voice. I'm introducing that new name. You can follow me at Petty Next Door. Underscore for on social media. And also, we got a very special guest with us. We are at Heisman Performance Gym right now. Uh, I have with me Chad Mathis. Go ahead and What's introduce up, yourself. Uh, yeah, my name is Chad Mathis, uh, aka Rodney's trainer, Dr. B's trainer. Uh, yeah, I've been training here. At, we're here at my facility. So happy to be on the podcast. For sure, for sure. And I just want to say, just because it's our first video, I really don't give a fuck about. <laughs> views or nothing right now so long we providing good content and the people that listen i don't really care really so long as good content and we can come away just learning something and be better men at the end of the day i think that's why all that matters so let's go ahead and get into the topics hey real quickly though chad what's your uh, social media oh, yeah. real quick you can follow me on instagram c underscore mathis fit um and that's really all i use and my website is www.trainwithmathis.com Show, for sure. Hey, fellas. hey, hold on. Hey, fellas, don't let your girl follow that nigga. You got his shirt on. You wild. For those that's listening, he got his shirt on. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and stop. start right here. So I know this is a dumb question, but why should men get in shape? Like, the only reason why I ask that, I know it's the obvious reason is we want to stay healthy. Because I think we're going to, I'm going to throw Mitch under the bus already. He said he can already feel like he can pull women without being the buffest nigga in the room. But my question is, are you pulling them, like are they into you, obviously for other reasons than as far as like financial and things like that? Because mm. it, it depends on I was like gonna get the to type that too. of female. Because yeah. <laughs> if you're pulling them without being the buffest dude in the room, then they might be after you for financial reasons. Fast food six <laughs> days a week. <laughs> maybe she That's just, a quote. That's maybe a quote. she just I, like Mitch for Mitch. Your name. I'm broke though, so they ain't. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, saying, like, why do you feel that way though? Why do you feel what way? Coach Mitchell. Like. (laughs) Oh, why do I feel that way? Yeah. I mean, you know, like, shit, um, you know, I got a, I think I got a little game, you know, I think I, you know, Mitch too smooth. I think, yeah, I think I feel like game is pointless. I feel like game really don't matter when it comes to women. I feel like. I'm gonna be real. I really don't think so. You don't think so? No, not at all. I feel like if she if she gon if she wanna get with you, then she gonna get with you regardless of what you say. I mean, unless you say some like dumb shit. But I think like, part of it is like the confidence. You gonna have confidence. I, I was just saying like I mean, it's yeah, bigger confidence. dudes to me, like it's bigger dudes that can probably get women. But as far as I feel like dudes mostly kinda use excuse to get in a shape because to attract more women and stuff like that as well. It's not necessarily for the right reasons. So that's why I was asking you, Mitch, like, what's your why like why do you feel that way you don't have to get in shape? 
as far as not saying you don't want to get in shape, but you've been saying that quote, I eat fast food. I'm putting you putting you under the bus on this podcast. I eat fast food six days a week. I don't feel like it. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> like say it right. Do I done ate fast food right. for the last four to six years every day and, uh, still, and still fucking the same bitches that the buff niggas is fucking. Oh, what? That's, That's what, what he, he said. said. Oh, I That's thought, what he oh, said. <laughs> That's oh, what he said. Oh, yes. oh. Now right, explain we, that one. <laughs> no, I no, nah, honestly though, I'd be mad like when we go to Vegas and shit. You know, niggas be having their shirts. Oh, uh, okay. So we getting somewhere. I'd be wanting, I'd be, I'd be wanting to do that. And next, next year I'm gonna do that though. I said this last year. I think your confidence you, plays a bigger. Yeah, yeah, it plays. If you with Mitch, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I think so. As as someone who you know don't currently have a motivation to pull women because of body, because I don't need to. I, it's, it is a confidence booster, right? So, like, I'm much older than everybody. And the guys that I hang out with look much younger. So, it is kind of a confidence booster that I can still hold my own and look good. Um, so, that's like that's why I started lifting out. I'm going to throw Cortland, like, Cortland you know, <laughs> Shout out, out you, there doing all these sit-ups and looking buff. And I'm like, dang, I can't take my shirt off. He only started getting in shape because somebody made fun of him, too. Well, <laughs> and and then like you know our group, you know we are notorious for shading for, I mean we shade for accolades. So let alone if you, you know. <laughs> oh, you got, feel some type of way. Hold on, <laughs> go ahead. Got, got, got it's coming from the heart. Belly yeah, fat. Oh. And, um, you know, so I, I decided to work out and you know seeing some improvements and it's a big confidence not only like just physically but mentally, like you feel better about yourself and you're eating right. So. I mean, that's what I do. And even though I've gotten more compliments from women that I would have never thought gave me compliments, it's not my motivation. But I can see why guys would really get in physical shape because then that would, like, bring more of a compliment and opportunities because that's what guys need, right? They need that opportunity. Oh, you think I look good? Bet, let me slide, you know. So but there's I feel two like, reasons. But I feel like at the end of the day, you should want to do it for you. Absolutely. Because if you if you only work out to for other people's validation, you're just going to end up getting disappointed and getting your feelings hurt, and then you're just going to go right back to where I you were. I it's not going to last very long. Yeah. If you're working out for other people, you're not going to do it for very yeah. long. Yeah. Like, yeah, That's you might get facts. the compliments, but at the end of the day, like, people are just going to get used to it, and you're just... Yeah. The same. So you got to do that stuff for you. If, you. if you only work out for girls, I mean, I guess that's cool, but... If you weren't getting girls before, I feel like you're not gonna get good girls. Either you got it, it's either you got it or you don't. So gonna be a buff, buff lame nigga. <laughs> exactly, and we know a lot of those too. And that's so. like the main reason why I was bringing this up too, since we got Chad on. Like, what is the main? Like, what are some reasons why? I know besides the obvious ones, why as men, especially since it's a wholesome men podcast, why should we get? Why should we be healthy? Um, I mean. Obviously, so say you are pulling girls, you want to be healthy, so you're not only pulling them, but you are uh, sex satisfying them. Yeah. yeah, sex drive and things like that. Cause, oh, we can talk about I mean, sex you're, drive. Uh, like if, if you're in here working out on your cardiovascular health and all of that stuff is on point, your nutrition is on point, you're getting enough sleep, then you're going to be able to keep up with them. That makes sense. Hey, I just learned something new. We learning on the Wholesome Men podcast tonight. <laughs> but I feel like it's, I don't know, my bad. No, you, I was going to say, if your heart is healthy, then you're going to be healthy in the bedroom and stuff like that, too. So. That's big fact. Motivation. Well, and doesn't that help with your, um, not only your metabolism, but your um, your libido drive or whatever? Yes. Because yeah. I've been working out and I've been like, I know that like, I'm, like I said, I'm older. I'm in the 40s, right? 
So I'm like, I don't know when the age goes down for a men's sex drive, but I feel like mine has gone up since I've been working out consistently. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. TMI. <laughs> Looking at, he was getting scared. <laughs> that age is coming. But I, I think the like the hard part, like, cause I know some people come from like a athlete's background. Some people may not have been like athletes at the end of the day coming out of high school. So like what's like what's the easiest way to like motivate somebody that's maybe not the athletic type? Like, I don't know. I was gonna say for a lot of people, if they have kids, I'll I'll pull the kid card. You just be like, you want to be around for your kids, right? Or you want to oh, be, be shaming them, <laughs> right? Or your now it is what it is, though. Things like that, for sure. And then a lot of people will they'll do like vacations and things like that. Uh, that motivate. That's them. one of the main things that pretty much motivate motivate them. So like, like once you get them here, like typically, let's say for a person that's not not athletic. And coming here, maybe to gym for the first time, like with some like, cause we just still trying to educate the audience, like with some ways to like to first start out somebody that's new to the gym, or come to Kaizen Fitness and just like, what would be the first plan you starting with? Um, like at our gym here, we have a whiteboard where we have like uh, workouts that we we draw up every week, and so a new person not not knowing how to work out and do things, they could sign up as a member here and come in and. Uh, do some of the sample workouts we have written until they get comfortable. And then the benefit of our small community here at the gym is that I'm basically always here. And my uh, business partner, Garrison, is always here. So it's like, if you come in and you don't know how to do an exercise or perform a movement, you can ask me. Like, there's a lot of times I'm not training Dr. B, and he'll come up and say, hey, what's a good uh, move for my back? And then I'll just pop off a couple things, and he can go do those. Yeah. I but I would man. definitely just start slow, um, low impact, body weight, things like that, cardio. I think, yeah, that's probably, like, one of the toughest things to, like, for me personally, I know that's, like, toughest things to just start getting started, like, consistently, because, like, I'll say over the past, like, year and a half, me personally, I lost, like, 60 pounds, and I'm still going, I'm still a big-ass nigga, but I'm still trying to figure it out, too, but also, like, I kind of had, a, I, I played football in high school, so it's, like, kind of different, I can kind of get in that mentality, yeah, but, like, I know college, like, fuck us up bad, like, bro, like, you go to the calf, Freshman Ooh, year, the <laughs> like the you got access, <laughs> huh? So the freshman thirty, they take the freshman. No, this shit is. Yeah, I was definitely fat, freshman twenty four or something like that. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, he said, "Dang." I played sports, so I was okay. Like I was lucky, but I, I did. I took a semester off and from sports, and I felt weird. Like you just like I you had, have to I stay was active twice a day because I didn't know what to do. It's it was like an identity crisis because I didn't I didn't have any structure. So, How is it like that transition of like? From being an athlete to like, like damn, I don't got yeah. sports no more. Yeah. Like it was, uh, it was definitely like a new world. It was kind of confusing because I had everyone programming things for me. So that's when I had to reach out and find sources. And I mean, do it yourself. Yeah. And this this time in age, just use YouTube, man. Find someone that's really credible. And if you don't have the money to pay for a trainer and things like that, go to YouTube. Everything's there. Thanks. So when you. So when it comes to fitness, I mean, it's a lot more to it than just working out, right? Yeah. So, like, how did you get into – did you have to, like, read a lot of different stuff and how to, like – because, like, I've noticed when I work out, there's this, there comes a certain point when you start to plateau, yeah. and then that's when technique and all that stuff starts to play. How did you learn how to go into that type of stuff? And so that's what – what I did was I went to YouTube. I found this bodybuilder uh, chick named Daniel and Bailey, and for the first year I just did, basically did everything she did. And then once I started to hit a plateau, like you said, I found another guy named the online coach. And he was who 
he broke it down even further from like the nutrition standpoint for me. And so that's how I learned how to track macros and things like that. And the form and the technique and all that, I learned from him and I just kept getting better every day. And the more you uh, get better with your technique, the, the higher your weights will go up and things like that. So working on your technique is always a good way to break through any plateau. I feel you on that. And especially since we was talking about ladies and stuff like that, get why the reason you're getting in shape. I know this kind of switching gears because this is something we was talking about like in a group chat. And I call it, I kind of made it up like the 80-20 rule for women. So yeah, <laughs> Chad, I hope you cool. For, I appreciate all the information, but I hope you cool with staying for this conversation yeah. too. We definitely, <laughs> just a family podcast. So I want your opinion on this because we asked a couple of women. We did like a whole experiment, experiment yeah, on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so this for funny. the audience, we did an 80-20 well, no, the theory is the 80-20 rule for women. So, pretty much, we're saying 80% of, of what you say, Mitch? You should let Mitch ain't explain no, it, right? Ain't, ain't no theory. That shit for real. Oh, right, yeah, Mitch, yeah, go Mitch, ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Mitch, go ahead and say this. Tell him what it means, bro. 80-20. 80% of women get married for financial reasons. 20% get married for love. So, only 20% of women actually get married for love. Hell yeah. The other 80% is only in it for the money. Is it facts or fiction? Ooh, facts. That's facts. I say big facts because. Oh! Wait, <laughs> wait they took it. Oh, see, you gave this man Mitch a whole nother. Oh. Oh, uh, okay. Because he's saying money, I would say more of a word like security, financial yeah. security. So maybe there you not go. strictly money. But to be PC, I would say financial security. So I think here's my analysis on it. All right. So oh I think that everyone wants in some ways, financial security, right? Like, I think the ability to sustain one's in, in, of a life is important. So, but when you, you know, without naming any environments and situations and you put it in the frame of do women only want to marry for money or only for love, then that changes it up a little bit. Like, right, I don't, I, I don't think any woman wants to be with a guy, say, I want to love you and you just be at the same job for 30 years. Yeah. No. I understand that. That's I don't think that's an 80-20. But if you frame the question the way you framed it, would women rather marry for money versus love? I I, I think most of them, if they know that they're going to marry someone that's going to treat them right, I think they would opt for someone who's ambitious, who may... I don't think they would marry just... Solely for money, I think that they just—they gotta look go. at other things. This seems—that's what I'm saying. This seems know. shallow. I don't know, cause I feel like I know a lot of women that are married to dudes that ain't worth anything, honestly. So I feel like eighty twenty is a little steep. But yeah, I think that eighty—that's that's the eighty twenty is a little steep. Or, yes, because you gotta think. Think about the amount of people you know, Mitch, that are married to to a man and they not worth a fuck. It's, but, it's but a lot got, of. But like I said too, it depends on. Geographic location, for example, it ain't that many people in Oklahoma bussing 60, 70, 80,000 dollars a year. I mean, just because of the, the just because yeah. it's Oklahoma, I mean, the cost yeah. of living that is low, yeah, it's so low, yeah. so you can yeah. get away with lower low. income, yeah. yeah. So, so you might have some women that's like, okay, I really like this dude, and they that's that's not even a thought in their head. But you move to bigger cities, your Dallas, your Houston's, your like even LA. I feel like yeah, yeah maybe you know more places women like that. more women superficial. Yeah, women ain't maybe. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, it's a it's a business thing. Okay, can I buy a house with, with this dude? Can I can I 
buy property with this dude if we had kids can we raise our kids and send our kids to school with this with so this guy so the 80 20 rule only applies in certain geographical Jerry. regions is what you're saying so the 80 20 rule don't apply in oklahoma it applies in dallas la new york it only applies in those areas is that what you're saying so no, I'm not saying, yeah, I, I would say I would say like, bigger cities with bigger popu- populations and higher cost of living. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. No, I, I think it's about who you attract at the end of the day. Like, I feel like if you attracting a certain demographic, like say if you attract the girls that you saw the uh, saw at the club and you in a section with, you might come across some girls that's after your flashy ways. That's what I'm saying. Like, and we did this experiment <laughs> where like. I don't know, like, the whole experiment was inconclusive anyway. So we sent the text, the, the same theory that we had to a bunch of women. We got, you could tell from the dudes, the women that they attract, that they, what they gonna say before you even get the answer. It's about the women that we attract. It's not about, like, the demographics or just women after money or superficial. It's about the girls that you be attracting. Probably how you it has attract. nothing to do yeah. with that. Bro, did you not just hear what I said? <laughs> I, I feel like the women you attract doesn't really stay on a consistent basis either, though. Like, I can't tell you every girl that I've messed with so. was the same type of girl. I wouldn't say that. I think they have similar characters. I wouldn't say every person is the same, of course, but they might have similar traits. But I think what Keith is getting at is, so for instance, I'm not saying this is the case, but if Mitch attracts a certain type of girl, then a certain type of girl that he attracts is in the 80-20, most of the girls that Mitch would attract want money. Because that's the environment and the arena that you're around. At least that's what I'm kind of hearing, right? Because if you, for instance, so I work in education, right? Ain't no money in education. Like you in education because you're passionate about helping people. So naturally, the women that work in education probably have a more characteristics of money is good, but it's not everything I want to genuinely help people. So you're going to meet people, guys, or same sex of people that want to meet you know, <laughs> similar people in that arena versus where if you're like in the arena of models, bottle girls, you know, um, <laughs> sections. That's, people, but that's, you know, that's, that's false. That's false because I asked, Six teachers, because I'm in education that as don't well, matter, and they bro. said they said the but same you in thing. Dallas. But you in Dallas though, so then there's the. Like there's not. So y'all still talking about demographics? It goes back to the demographics. It's the t- type of teachers that you, you can be a lawyer, teacher, whatever. They can be kind of similar traits. What the what? No. They can have similar traits, bro. Just don't. Their occupation don't mean they just not superficial. That's all. They're superficial lawyers. They after money too. I see that's what occupation I, I don't think matter. the narrative to paint that women are superficial and only want money is hella problematic. So basically what I'm getting from y'all is the fine women marry for one for money. That's what y'all getting at. Oh, you trying to make I mean, this. You trying to flip it on the whole nigga trying to slip it on. Hey, that's not what I basically that's what you said. That is basically what y'all saying. But I mean there it is true, like people say money make you handsome. Money make you handsome. So if you got a lot of money, you automatically attracting yeah. women that you would never attract yeah, had you been broke. Women. Some women don't care okay. about that. I can't name one rich dude that got an ugly wife. He might have started with an ugly one, but then he got that's rich and bounced up with women. another. Some money can bring confidence too. So that's yeah, I say that's that's true too. I mean, name a girl that's gonna say no. Hey, you want to get on our yacht? 
with millions of dollars on the yacht, See, someone gonna say no to that? Girls are not attracted. This is where I'm struggling at. Like, Cause you know, uh, women gonna say, "No, nah, I'm cool on it." You know, women, some women that's like, "There are I'm certain not oppressed, women oppressed by it." Okay, okay so I'm it depends on who you attract. Okay, okay. <laughs> I kind of, but it, it can go both ways though. Stop saying that shit. I, told you. <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep saying yeah, it, but like, it's how it, I feel. It can go both ways. I, I think if we're if we're here's here's what I'm saying. If we're painting the narrative that women, when we say women want men for money, then I'm not saying there aren't women that want men for money. I just don't think that that number is high as we think it is. I think it's certainly women out there that will like, I don't care about anybody, I don't care about niggas, I'm trying to get this paper. But I think that number, in, for, like, in the way that men think, I think we think that number is much more higher than what it actually is. And I'm saying it's not. I think there are a lot more women that if they had the decision that they knew that their well-being, like anybody would be taken care of, they would marry for love. And that would be much more higher than what we're paying the picture that women just want men for money. That's all I'm saying. So, you're saying so who was that that put the text message in there that that in today's time, love is a broke man's money? Y'all don't agree with that? Say that again. Somebody put the message, the screenshot in our group chat and the chick replied, she's like, yeah, I agree with the 80-20 because in 2019, love is the broke man's money. Oh, you talking about what's Mm, well, that might have been. Damn. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. I feel like she's super special. I feel too, like we. Man. I feel <laughs> like we really that's toxic. That's a fancy. We really. Yeah, that was toxic as, as fuck. Bro. That's that toxic. was toxic. She just put it in a fancy way to love, make it sound good. I, love is a broke man's money. <laughs> it may, regardless if it's toxic or not, or morally or ethically right, it's reality, which is why it's eighty twenty. True, it's but it, but it's sad. That shit's sad. Why you gotta be? Why you gotta? Like today's yeah. reality, like, I don't, like it is today's reality, bro. That's dumb. Social media is is harder than it's ever been right now. Think about a time when so people like compare themselves to everyone on social media. Like it social never media existed. I believe that yeah. social media has changed like you the give way everybody love. view things. Like everybody has to be baller, even if the niggas are broke. Like you know, people that's on social media in person that may have 50, 40, 30k followers and they not. Bro, doing there's shit. celebrities out here with 500k and they look and they're lame. They're like, lame. It's just social media, man. I mean, so but 80 20 rule, 80 20 rule. It only matters in certain regions. Yup. <laughs> I think it's inconclusive, but I, in, o- in, Oklahoma, yeah. in Oklahoma, you could get away with pulling a bad chick making 35, 40 a year. I wish we had a chick. You could. I Oklahoma, feel like the chick would disagree with that. I, 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 I promise you, you could pull... You could pull bad... You could pull a lot of bad women in Oklahoma making... 40, 45 a year. But those same women, if they lived in a different city, they ain't fucking with a nigga that make that. I don't know. Chad did kind of disagree. What was you saying, Chad? Chad? I mean, there's just certain areas of Oklahoma, I think, that if you go to, you, I think either way, like down in uh, Britain. Demographics don't matter. It's who you attract. I don't think Edmund girls settling for, uh, yeah, definitely not Edmund. For broke dudes. Nah. I mean, that may be true. But if you <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> All right. with the right, uh, what's the word, bravado? Maybe confidence. Yeah. Point is, if you got a mouthpiece, it don't matter. Not even a mouthpiece. If you got confidence, it's just confidence. Yeah. 
But no, we ain't talking no, about a one. We ain't talking about a one night stand or pulling them just to do your thing. We talking about a well, lifetime. He talking about she ain't, with, she ain't dealing with your ass for the rest of her life. She might let you hit, but she ain't fucking <laughs> with you. <laughs> True. Wow. <laughs> hey, True. Yeah. In all your points, Mitch, I do say there's some truth in that, bro. So I'll say that. But back to the like the social media thing. So this is kind of switching gears. Slow. Like former President Barack Obama stated, pretty much he feel like young people these days are more judgmental about politics or whatever. Pretty much like if it's a post, he says that they will be just as judgmental as possible and really have no motive to like participate or organize in real life. So I was wondering like, do you think do you think like social media really corrupt corrupted us to actually make change in society today? I feel like it it's played a part. It plays a part, but at what point are we just going to stop posting about it and actually doing it? Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I, I think all the time. It's like, like we post, 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 do all this, celebrities do the same thing. Nothing yeah, changes. but nothing's really happening. You're just posting it and then keeping it pushing, doing the same thing. So you're really not making a change. You just want people to think that you're making a change. Nobody's actually doing it. Yeah, Dr. B, I know you're kind of an expert on this. I want your yeah, so analysis I on this. I have a little bit different take on it. So I think that when it comes to activism, right, or any type of ways of movement, <clears throat> that it's always been the few who has done the work, right? The difference is social media has magnified it, but I also think social media has raised consciousness that didn't happen in the 60s and 70s, right? If you think about TV and, and, and kind of that movement, yes, it was broadcasted and movements started happening way more. I think there's, it just remorphs itself. I don't think that social media has made it much worse, um, but I also don't think that it, um, it's, that it didn't get good. I think that for the time of the 60s and 70s, it did what it could. There was a, you know, once there was an advancement, there was a backlash. Um, and then we got to the 80s, we see that there was a crack academic, you know, particularly in brown and brown communities. Then we also see in the 90s with rap and hip hop, we saw an advancement. Then there was a what? Backlash. Then we get to the 2000s with technology and social media. We see an advancement. Black Lives Matters, and now we're in a backlash. So it just repeats so it's like itself. And I think that we just gotta, you know, find another way to get information out and get people to raise consciousness. But I don't think that is, in my opinion, like love Barack Obama. But I don't think that is any different from when people were saying that his generation did A, B, and C. It just goes with the times. We just got to figure out how to get past the social media phase. I think I get his point. Like, his point was, like, you can, like, social media is kind of a platform that's all taught. But I get the other end of it is that, like, social media can be a powerful tool. Like, everybody can know what's going on in an instant. Like right then and there, and I think yeah, that's the quicker. advancement part that you're talking about. But I think also it makes people lazy at the same time. True. So, like, I wonder what's the way like we can combat that. I, think, I don't know. I like, mean, there's, that. 
there, there's a lot of things we could do, but I, but I, I think we got to be careful in saying like, oh, social media is making everyone lazy. No, people have all, they were lazy in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s. So what we got to do is we got to start holding each other accountable. So these social justice warriors, and that's where I like try to do my work. If you gonna go and, and put it on social media and talk about with these people that you're fighting with, what are you actually doing locally? Like it doesn't, Not like sure. nationally, we can try to fight these battles, but the work is always done with grass movements, yeah. grassroots. So what are you doing in your community? So the way you can combat some of this laziness is by locally asking, what are you doing where you live? Also, do people actually even care about what's going on? Or is it because people only post it because it's the popular thing to do? So like if you're scrolling on IG and you're checking everybody's stories and you see somebody saying, raise money for so-and-so, raise money for this, or pray for so-and-so, and you see it on multiple people accounts, like I feel like a lot of times people just post it because that's what everybody else is doing, but they don't really care. So the hit... Like I feel like I feel like when 9/11, I feel like people really only post the twin towers because it's like a trend rather than actually caring about what actually happened. That's fucked up. It's not. <laughs> it's a fucked up society. Like I would I would say to hit on what what Dr. B and what Justin said. To hit on what Justin said, I don't think people really care. It's fat. It's just whatever. Yeah. And then what Dr. B said, like you know, you gotta go locally to your. Um, to your councilman, your city halls, and do all that. I put in a word. With social media and all this stuff now, like nowadays with technology, everything is get fat, it's fast, get rich, quick, quick, quick. Niggas, niggas know. Okay, if I go to my councilman and I and I lobby in my city and do all that, it's a process to get national for it to be national. But niggas ain't got the patience for that because everything uh, is so quick nowadays. We want it now. And, it's, it, if it ain't gonna happen now, all right, yes, move on I'm to the cool. next thing. Like exactly. I'm cool on. All right, whatever. But, but social media like, also makes it seem like things just happen like now. <laughs> so that's how people get the motivation. So like, let's say somebody on social media pops out with a six pack, like, oh, I want a six pack and work out for a week. Oh man, I don't see the results, and then they back off a bit, just like that. So I feel like people lose it's, people lose reality through social media another big yeah. thing that like popped up was like cancel culture in itself like yeah, i know kanye everywhere. had a like a interview recently with big boy talking about yeah like he was canceled before cancel culture even existed so like is it really effective like that's why i think another reason barack obama said that said that too so yeah, like so cancel culture is real and i, and I hate that we have it yeah. i think there are instances we're now, just not to be confused, there are some things we absolutely need to cancel, like R. Kelly cancel, yeah. you know, but I think, if, yeah, yeah, there's no, some people I'm still not ruining that line. Um, <laughs> but like Kanye, like, I kind of go back and forth. There's some things that I agree in, some things I definitely don't agree, but I don't want to cancel him because I feel like Kanye is showing that he's human and I can live with that. But I. I may disagree, and I think we got to figure out society. How do we live amongst each other where we don't actually have the same values? But I'm gonna still respect yeah. you. I don't like cancel culture because it's always people who haven't done anything yet that want to cancel other people. Exactly. Not nah, just because <laughs> like, they agree with what Kanye's saying right now or someone else, they're quick to cancel him. But you haven't done anything yet. So. That nigga met with Trump. 
Until you meet with Trump, nigga, you can't cancel nobody. Yeah. Wow. Is that a? I mean, is that a good thing or a bad yeah, thing? Yeah, like, like if I if I meet with Trump to discuss whatever I discuss, like nigga, don't cancel. Like, can you meet with him? No. So shut up, nigga. Don't most cancel. people most people don't like Trump because it's the popular thing to not like Trump. Now I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying love Trump because that's not what I'm saying at all. But I feel like most people most people cancel. Because everybody else is canceling. So when I get on social media and people say President Trump's an idiot, I hate Donald Trump, he's a racist, yada, 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 people are going to feel like it's not going to be okay to like him. So they just going to go off of what everybody else is saying rather than having their own opinion. All right, so we're going to cut it right here. That's it for another episode of the Wholesome Men Podcast. Be sure to follow us at Wholesome Men Podcast underscore 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 on IG and on Twitter. Go ahead and follow us at Wholesome Men. And be sure to follow me at KLogan underscore 70 on all social media platforms. Go ahead and sign us out, Mitch. You can follow me at Coach Mitchell 1914 on Instagram and Tasha Boyfriend Q Shot Ghost, too. Wow, that's crazy, bro. Man, that's crazy. All right, on that note, I'm going to just go ahead and keep pushing because he just messed it up for a lot of people. But anyways, JLP, go ahead and follow me on IG, JLP underscore 63. Let's get it. He ain't do it. That's uh, that's Calvin. That ain't even come out yet. All right, it's your boy, uh, Dr. B. Again, introducing my new name, Rasty B. They ain't gonna stick. Nobody's calling. They ain't gonna stick. Nobody's gonna call you. Relax. Follow me at Penny Next Door underscore four. And yeah, the people's doctor. Sir and Chad, go ahead and sign us out. Once again, it's Chad Mathis, personal trainer. Instagram is C underscore Mathis Fit. AKA, I'm gonna take this from Mitch. AKA, don't let your girl follow me. Perfect. I we need that y'all. energy. We need Perfect. that energy. We need all I love that, that energy. Love that. All right. If y'all, y'all be blessed. Oh, hey, listen, y'all want oh shit. Yo, my boy got an online training. Oh, yeah. As well as you come into the gym, you can look on my uh, Instagram. You can see uh, my, uh, yeah, I, I got some some gains. So check it out. Um, my trainers really got me on. So I hope y'all uh, check Mitch it out. Laughing. Anybody <laughs> that can make this man look better hey. is the real deal. Check him out. For sure. Check him we out. got that in spandex on Instagram. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. It's been another episode. Y'all be blessed. Peace. Peace.